This is Chris Hughes with the Christian Perspective Podcast with Chris Hughes, where we encourage our listeners to engage the culture with Jesus Christ. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. So enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. I just want to make things right. I only want to make things right. I just want to make things right. Ultimate co-signer today on the Christian Car Guy show. So, <laughs> yeah, how do we make things right? Well, I would suggest the ultimate co-signer. You might understand that as we get through today's show. And also, very fun, it is our Jesus Labor Love Week. So we've got our chief volunteer, Scott, with us. And uh, speaking of making things right, Scott, we get an opportunity all the time as single moms, widows, and families in crisis with their cars. Um, contact us, and, and of course, it's a busy season after Christmas. A lot of folks have financial needs. and It sure is. And so we've had lots of opportunities. And so in a way, we kind of co-sign for people when we do that. You might Absolutely. understand that. So if you listen to those that music, which I, you know, I spend some time, I love doing that. So that, that original song was Truth, Justice, and it's uh, Songs in Our Key from Disney's High School Musical Series. So there you go, Truth and Justice. So the next you heard, Make Things Right, and that's by the Lax. I've never heard of them, but they do that well. And then, of course, Matthew West with Do Something. So what does Do Something have to do with a co-signer, and what does it have to do with making things right? Well, oh, I think you're going to see how we can put these things together. So much fun, <laughs> I think, as the word actually purifies us in so many different ways. So... Something does need to be done. So today's show is brought to you by the Hebrew letter Ayan. So, so what a beautiful letter it is. And of course, from the 119th Psalm, we get eight verses that give us an idea of the different anointings or faces of this letter. But let me just share some ideas with you before we get into this so you can kind of see why we're talking about doing something, okay? Because the first letter in the word servant is an Ayan. And, and the idea is a servant would have God's vision, right? Once you catch the vision, you, you, to an extent where you look at an eye and it kind of looks like a yoke, but it also looks like two eyes that are got an optic nerve to it. So 
that idea is being yoked to what God's vision is. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And so when you're yoked like that, then you're going to do what God has in mind. So in Exodus 19, 8, there's a very famous verse. Um, the Jews really put a lot of emphasis on it. And the emphasis is on this letter I, and then obviously King David, as he went to do, as he went to start these verses on the letter I, and he was going to highlight this because Moses had gone to all the people and said, look, God wants to make a covenant with you. And he wants to make a deal. And this is going to be awesome, man. It's going to change everything. And the people responded to Moses, tell God we will do everything he asks. And he, they used that word, do, which has to do with this, this idea of being a servant, you see? Yeah. A and so, <laughs> before I get into all that, and I have a lot to do with that, because it's going to line up with the Jesus labor and all that love kind of thing. But last week we did a show, one was last time you had a really good cry with all your heart. And there were two calls, at least, there might have been three that we never got to. And so I said last week that if you wanted to get in with your cry that you didn't get a chance to last week, um, by all means, you call us 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. So what does co-signing have to do with doing? Well, I think you're going to love this. Okay, so when the 12 families of Jacob faced starvation, it was, you know, essentially on Je Benjamin's life was on the line because if they didn't send Benjamin, right, then, then they weren't going to get any food. Well, right at that moment, a blessing came that, in my opinion, changed everything. It changed the world forever because Jacob's son Judah Benjamin's brother stepped into his blessing. He stepped into who he really was, and he made surety. He co-signed, if you look in the scripture, it's exactly what it says. He co-signed for his brother's life, and the way he did it was for the benefit of the father, okay? So just follow this. This is Judah. This is the, from the tribe of Judah, right? And all this is going to come down, and he is, here he is going to co-sign for his brother's life for his father. So when King David starts out this iron section, he first says, I'm going to do justice and justice. I mean, excuse me, judgment, then justice, like the blessing of Abraham and the many prophecies of Christ. But interestingly, when it comes to the second verse, which would be wisdom, he says, be surety for thy servant for good. Let the proud not oppress me. So here he's saying, I'm going to do these things, but I want you to be my co-signer <laughs> for good, because therein lies the opportunity. <clears throat> well, when you think about that, it's very important that, from my perspective, that we take a hard look at that word judgment and then justice and the order that they're in, right? That normally if you're going to go to court, there's going to be judgment. You're going to be found guilty or not guilty, and then you're going to have to pay a fine. Well, the, the, the Midrash teaches, or the, the oral tradition of the Jews teach, that King David, when he had to lay a fine on somebody that they couldn't pay and he could see that they were in a need, guess who paid their fine? He did. All right. King David made surety. In, in other words, he knew all about this concept because he did it all the time. In fact, they said that the reason that he put on the end of that verse, 
let the proud not oppress me because some of these people figured out he would do that and they started to make schemes to take David's wealth because they knew he would pay the fine if somebody, you know, was hurting. Kind of take advantage of him. Right, and 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 I'm sure you can relate to this, Scott, because there's been times with Jesus' oh, labor yeah. love where, you know, we've had to go, wow, is somebody taking advantage of this opportunity for free whatever when they actually have the means to do it when we really want to use this for, for charity. It's the same kind of thing. But but see but see what's going on there. It's very interesting. I, I can't believe how God showed me this. I went to a Bible study on John chapter sixteen, and King and Jesus Himself teaches on this idea, but He puts it backwards, and He says when the Holy Spirit comes, because He's talking about after He leaves, the Holy Spirit's going to come, and then He's going to convict the world of sin and then righteousness, which is the same thing as justice in Hebrew, by the way. Then righteousness. And then judgment. And that's out of order because you sure you're supposed is. to have the the judgment before you get to the justice, right? right. The, he's saying the, the and, but then when you think about it, because the Holy Spirit's going to convict you of your sin so that you will ask Jesus for his, for that loan, you'd get him to co-sign for you. Give me your righteousness, Lord. I'm, I'm going to believe that you are God's son. When you believe that, guess what? Then you get made just before you get judged. Absolutely. And I mean, how cool is that? I mean, that that's what happens to every Christian. We, and, and by the way, that gives Satan no say against you anymore because you, you, you've been made just. I don't care what sin you got, right? Right. That's and, and so the idea is that Jesus stepped into the same role of his father, great-grandfather and his great-great-great-great-grandfather, all that in that idea of paying somebody else's fine. The ultimate co-signer. Right, right. So there you go. So the question for today's show that I would love to hear is when did you pay someone else's fine, especially when you did it for the benefit of the father? Right? I, it, mm -hmm. You stepped in and you said, wow, I can see this person can't pay this fine. Yeah. Right? And, and so, us. so like our, if, if right, if we're Jesus' brothers, we're related to him, we got that same, oh, we yeah. got that same tendency to want to step in and pay that fine. I can just tell you, I, ha I have a dear friend who's actually Vic Hill's widow. It was my original Jesus Labor Love volunteer. Her name is Edith Hill. And she tells me all the time, Robbie, one of my favorite things to do one of my favorite things to do is to go into Chick-fil-A and pay for the person's food behind me. Right. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I found out from yeah. my daughter that a lot of people do that, right? They're, they're yeah. paying the fine for somebody Starbucks else. Starbucks drive <laughs> When did you pay someone else's fine? 866-348-7884. We'll be right back. We would love to hear from you or that good cry we didn't get to last time. 866-34-TRUTH. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. We're the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. ultimate co-signer today on the Christian Car Guys show and when did you co-sign for some when did you pay the fine 
uh, for the good of the Father. What did that look like? Again, this is the Jesus Labor Love Week. So I've got my lead volunteer, Scott, uh, with us. We're talking about how, you know, and, and these opportunities that God has given us, right? And, and again, Absolutely. the interesting thing is we're really the middleman completely. Like, right. Uh, the, the Lord provides these all the donations and all these different things, and then he provides the people who have the need, and we just bring them together, and Absolutely. somehow or another, God makes all that right. And so we yeah. have no no question on who made it right, because we didn't have the resources, nor did we. just a small piece of the puzzle. <laughs> there you go. So we got Jacqueline Ward is calling. Jacqueline, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Let me get a shout out to Mr. Scott. How are you? Good morning, Jackie. I'm great. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, hi, Robbie. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm so grateful for your call this morning. I, um, well, I've got two reasons I'm calling. I wanted to give out um, a, a testimony on what you're calling about, and also that my name was on the, the list, and um, I've gotten called to get a call, and I'm so excited. That prayerfully, I'll be getting it very, very soon. Well, you've done your part. You've done the praying. You've been patient. <laughs> You you did everything you were supposed to do, man. So yeah, is there? Are we getting so close? What happened was this was a while ago. Um, my, my my I was babysitting my sister and uh, my my younger sister, and um, we were at the skating ring, and she was um, doing some drinking in beer, the eight, old English eight hundred bottles um in the um kind of put in the back in the restroom, and the security guard came through there. And they were starting to take the children to the juvenile, juvenile court, I mean, juvenile places over the weekend. And somebody came and said, yes, they got your sister. You got, they got their sister. So I ran that way to, to tell them that that's my sister and that she didn't have that, whatever that was. I said it was mine. So I had to take the rap for it. I said, that's not even hers. It was mine. So I took the rap for that and I had to go to a juvenile detention for like a, um, for a weekend until my mom came to pick me up. So um, I, that was the first selfless thing that I had did that I can remember, you know, in a long time. Well, you took the heat. Took the right you were the co-signer. I did. I did. So I, I stood up for her, and I was like, oh, God, because I was really afraid that my mom was going to whoop the mess out of me. <laughs> <laughs> how, how old were, how old were you in this, when this happened, Jacqueline? <laughs> oh, man, I probably, uh, let's see, 16, 17. Oh wow! They had they had a little because there was a lot of um, gang going on, gang fighting and things like that going on. Unfortunately, at that time, I wasn't a gang, so yes. I have some things that God brought me out of that was crazy. Um, it, oh my God! I just pieces of the puzzle. So I have come so long just to get where I'm at today. You know, to walk in the, um, the joy and the grace and mercy of God now. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 you need a segment just for me to come on and just tell you every drop <laughs> of things that he did for me. Because every step of the way from since that point there on was blessings in my life. Yeah, but I not didn't to mention all the children that you impact every day when you drive that bus, Jackie. Uh, yes, yeah, and I think all that made a difference too. You know, I I changed all my I mean, my whole lifestyle around because of Christ, and I love driving the bus. I enjoy it so much. That's my. That's my thing. Well, God um, we bless just did a pizza celebration uh, for our life. Um, and so, am I? Am I? Car that's so awesome. So, my understanding it right, Scott, that we had that Ford Explorer that was donated to us. That's right. And we've gotten it to the point now. I understand it's going to pass inspection. And it's ready to go. And it's and and the Lord has blessed Jackie uh, Jacqueline to get that absolutely. 
Isn't that awesome? She what? waited so, it out. Yes, and I'm so excited. She was fifth in line, and she worked her way up. Yes. Through attrition, really. Oh, my God. Patience uh, and prayer. Uh, I've been texting Mr. Scott off the hook. I've been, like, texting him on my shoulder. Remember back in November. Telling everybody. And you were fourth on the list. Oh, man. <clears throat> well, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. And, again, we're so grateful yeah. for the people that are praying out there because that's really how it all works out. We're so grateful for the people that donate. We're so grateful for the people that have the courage to admit they need help, right? Right. It's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> that's the humility part. Right, that that says, "Hey, I need a cosigner." <laughs> I, 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 right. I, oh my God, yes, sir. I, I, I wanted to say too because it, it took God to drop a whole lot of pride in my life. I mean, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that game where you put the ice, the things together, and you take that chisel and you drop the um, you hit it to try and play the game. Do you remember that game? Mm-hmm. Am I that old that you guys don't remember? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, oh, don't break the ice. Yeah. I, I used to play that game where you knocked one little cube out at a time so the little guy didn't oh. fall. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was good at that. Oh, wow. Yeah, but, but I, that's how God had been doing in my life. He didn't break it into the middle of my life. That's a neat picture. I'm thinking about it right now. Like, I remember yeah. that game. Yeah, you did. Yes. It, it was, you, you took I turns. I was trying to just do and I'm like, I know I'm not the oldest one now. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, I guarantee you. I, I know you're going to you. play it forward. Well, God bless you, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for your call. And, Thanks. And, and for like stepping in for your sister that time. I need to ask another question though, before I let you go. Do you think your sister, um, did she repent to some extent over drinking from that? Uh, no, Robbie. Matter of fact, she's still she's an alcoholic to this day. Um, and I'm still well, believing God for her. her deliverance. I'm not going to give her. up on. Her. I love her so much. I really, really do love her so much. And what no, God I can has tell. done for me, I'm. I'm well, let's just pray for her, her right? Yeah. yeah what's her name? Her name is Deborah Kill. Thank you. Well, Lord, thank you for Deborah, and I thank you that her sister's heart that wanted yes. to pay her fine, and Lord, we know that that you want to pay that fine. Um, we pray that she would turn to you, yes, and and, and, yes. and then you can start knocking the ice cubes out wherever <laughs> they, they go. <laughs> but we just pray for her soul that she would turn to you for that cosign like she got from her sister years ago. And we pray this in yes, Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Yes. We'll be thank right you. back. You. We thank need you. your call, 866-348-7884. 866 866- Three four eight seven eight eight four. When did you pay someone's fine? Right? When did you stand in the gap? However that looked, um, we would love to hear your story. I love these stories, don't you, Scott? I do. It's, I it's really absolutely do. amazing what God's doing. We'll be right back. So many co-signers. Listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. The ultimate co-signer today on the Christian Car Guy Show. When did you step up and pay somebody's fine? 
whatever that may have been, like we just heard from Jacqueline, or you know your story where that we didn't get to last time on the on the heartfelt cry. I would love to hear those. We would love to hear from you because you guys are the ones that make this show great. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four eight six six three four true. So. As we talked about at the beginning of the show, this show is brought to you by the Hebrew letter Ayan, and I, I do a daily podcast. By the way, if you want, if you like this stuff, you can listen to it every single day. If you just go to um, my website at christiancarguy.com, you can see my podcast. It's got show notes on all these things because I really do a verse every single day in the 119th Psalm have for since last summer. So, but when you get to this Ayan section, I thought I would because I just think it's so amazing. That here's a letter, and every letter in Hebrew is a picture. And so what's this a picture of? It's a picture of, to an extent, God's providence. It's a picture, to an extent, of God's vision. This is a letter that represents these things, seeing things like who wouldn't want God's eyes, right? Right. And so here we have King David, who had obviously been an unbelievable Torah scholar, giving us his idea of the eight different anointings of this letter from a standpoint of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, fear of the Lord, and delight in the fear of the Lord. Here are the aspects of this letter, and then the miracle verse, which would be the eighth verse. So when you do that, you go, here's the wisdom of the, and we've said it already, I have done judgment and justice. Leave me not to my oppressors. In other words, if I've got God's vision, I'm going to do something, right? Mm. And if you know, and, and of course, James wrote all this stuff, you know, you want to see pure religion, it's people to do something, Absolutely. right? That the, the, the you know, where's your faith without your works? Because, you know, you're either fruit or fertilizer. Like, you right. there's, there's yeah. stuff that's going to go down. Where's but, the beef? But that leaves you with a big hole when you, when you just go there because if, you know, you just work on your works, then you end up with this second, which is the understanding of the first verse. Mm-hmm. So here we have the understanding verse, which says, Be surety for thy servant for good. Let the proud not oppress me. Right here, he's saying, "Look, I can't do it. <laughs> so I, I need a cosigner. I need a cosigner. I mean, how cool we is that?" Do. And, and then, so then you get to the third verse, which is the counsel, which is how do I get on the right track? So here he says, "Mine eyes." Right when you think about the eye and right is God's vision. So what does he say? My eyes fail for salvation. Which, by the way, in Hebrew, that's Yeshua. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, I just love that whole concept of like my eyes fail for Yeshua. Okay. And for thy word of righteousness. So he doesn't just ask for salvation. He wants things to be right. Right. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And then of course we talked about that the iron had to do with doing and has to do with the word servant. So when you get to, you know, you got wisdom, understanding counsel. Now we got might. So where's the strength of this letter? What's the might? Well, deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy and teach me your statutes. In other words, the idea of being a servant is where the might is, right? This idea of a servant is somebody that's doing things, right? And he's asking them to deal with me mercifully because I'm doing what I can, but it's not just, you know, things don't always... Have you noticed that, Scott? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Things just don't always pan out exactly, you know, so be merciful, and then teach me your statutes, which the statutes are the really difficult to understand holy things that are God's vision. Decrees, okay? laws. Right. Well, it's the statutes are they're really cool. But uh, you know, one of those is love the God, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and all your strength. It's just really 
So he, the psalmist is asking that. So we got wisdom, counsel, right? And so then here comes the knowledge. I am thy servant. Give me understanding, right? Absolutely. That I may know thy testimonies. Well, what are the testimonies? I need to know the Bible, the, the stories of, of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. I need to know all these things because I'm part of that story, and I need to know, in order to know your vision, where I fit into that, and, and what is the blessing, and what are all these things, right? How do they fit in so I can help you out, you know, where I'm supposed to take my place in the story? You know, it's just beautiful. So there's the knowledge of the letter Ion. And then I love verse 126 is, is here we have the first, the fear of the Lord. And it says, it's time, Lord, to work. Well, he's saying now, God, you do something. <laughs> 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 the interesting thing that he says it is, is he gives God the reason for they have made void your law. In other words, they're, they're not, it's time to do something, God, because people are not seeing how cool you are. I mean, it sounds like they're not keeping your law, but yeah, what what David what knew got. is, man, God, you are so cool. People need to know this. It's time we got to It's time to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, Water it's that's that wine. idea of do again. That whole idea of God's vision is yeah. is to do. I mean, how cool is that? And, and then um, in verse one twenty seven, then would be the delight in the fear of the Lord, which it says, therefore I love thy commandments above gold, yay, above fine gold, like man. And when they're talking about commandments here, they're talking about from a Jewish standpoint, from King David's standpoint, probably that's the, the, the mitzvahs. They're like 613 of the things that we're going to do that they, interestingly, when they say the word commandments, you know, we think of the 10 commandments, but that's a little bit of a misnomer because there were 10 utterances their commandments here, they're talking about these other things that God ordered that are generally what you would call good deeds. Like when this, your neighbor's ox is in the ditch, go in there and help him get it out, right? This Absolutely. is when we're, yeah. this is when we are co-signing. I mean, here's the idea of this, um, of the idea of these commandments. So, you know, I love those ideas. I'd love to be put in the position to help, and and we all do. I, I you know I've seen I don't know how many people in my life that seem like they were hardened characters until somebody says, "Can you help me?" And you could see that they sincerely oh, yeah. wanted help. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, the hardest servitude. Right, right. Yeah. Then all of a sudden they just melt, and the next thing you know, they're trying to help. You know, the situation. Yeah, I think most men are that way. <laughs> and women, it's a deal. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's 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 so cool. So then. Wow, uh, you get to the miracle verse. Like if you if you've got this idea of God's vision and you've and you've you've done these other seven right to the get. Then there's this point that, that, that when you look in the eighth day, that's the day that the tens, that the temple was cleansed. Right, that's the day that literally the eighth day from when Jesus rode in on the triumph line. That was the day of the resurrection from the standpoint of the eighth. Are you following me? Or the day that a Jewish boy would right. be his heart would be made alive through the circumcision to, to accept Christ. And so the miracle verse of that letter I in, right, is, <laughs> I mean, it's just, the more I think about this one, I, I'm just like, whoa. Um, it says, therefore I esteem, I mean, there was I hold in high regard all thy precepts concerning all things to be right. And I hate 
every false way. So it gets back to righteousness. You, you see it coming back. Honestly. That, that, All the virtues. That what he's wanting is the kingdom to come. I mean, as it really is. Yep. But he, he's saying, and when it comes to those precepts, that is actually a, a matter of relationship. Because that's the precepts are meetings with God. Mm-hmm. It's meetings with like you came in today. We were you, when you knew you were supposed to be here. That's a precept, you know, because you're coming in. You're meeting at church. You're meeting with God and other people in the format of putting God first, and it's in relationship that we really experience God to some level. Right. That we can only get in relationship in community especially with God himself, because he yeah. is relationship. We so that structure, yeah. this idea of esteeming these meetings with God and with other people to the point that everything can get right, because as we come together, right, the closer that we get to God, the closer we get together. You may have seen that wheel. Well, here he's saying that. This is what King David is, is saying. If we can get together, God, we'll get closer to you, and then we'll hate every false way. And wouldn't it be good? I mean, I don't know about you, but there must be about 400 times a day that my soul wants to take the false way. Oh, yeah. I mean, somebody cuts you off or, <laughs> you know, you get that bank charge that, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden it takes you someplace where you're like, man, how did I get here? Because you, you've gone down the false way. Well, yeah. that, it's a miracle if we don't go there. I mean, it really is. Yep. And it, it would be absolutely amazing. So, meanwhile, we got one whole segment left. I know that you've got a great story about when you paid the fine. We don't want to miss that. The rest of the world needs to hear it. Pumps, share, please. 866 348 7884. 866 truth We'll be right back. You're listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. The ultimate co-signer today on the Christian Car Guy Show, and and maybe I did it backwards. Maybe I should have said, when did somebody step in and pay for you, rather than when did you step in and pay for somebody else? I was I was thinking about that during the break. That you know it might be easier to think of those. Uh, we would love to hear your story. Eight six six. When did somebody co-sign for you, or when did you co-sign for anybody? Either way, eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. So. I was thinking about that in my own case, um, that I can remember when we were losing everything. We were losing the dealership, and we actually hadn't taken a paycheck for several months trying to save everybody's job because we had all these employees. Yeah, Carmen, I don't, I'm not hearing Scott. Is his mic on? Try again, Scott. Yeah, those were some dark days. <laughs> yeah, there you go. West side. And um, so, yeah, they were dark. And somehow or another, this friend of ours in church was not all that close a friend, but knew of us, right? A very highly, highly respected person and, and significantly younger than me, actually. He, he came to my office one day and he said, can I come, you know, can I talk to you? 
And he said, Robbie, I've heard of your distress and I don't know why my wife and I prayed about it and we feel like you probably haven't paid your mortgage for some period of time. Could we pay that for you? Wow. And this was no small amount of money because at the time we had a nice house. <laughs> yeah, wow. And he said, but more importantly than that, I want to give you my life verse. And, and honestly, at that point in my life, I had never really spent a lot of time on this verse, but I have since spent a lot of time on this verse. And uh, the verse is 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said, right unto me, my grace is sufficient for you because my strength is made perfect in your weakness. <laughs> and as as I realized how weak I was at that moment, right? I wasn't yeah. able to pay anything. Right. And and here this this wonderful man was coming in and paying my deal, right? Yeah. But who was the hero? It was the father. It was Jesus. It was it was the it was God was the yeah. hero of the story because it was through his strength. Yeah. Right? But if I hadn't been weak, then yeah. you know, I I wouldn't have understood how much I needed him. Right. Right. And that was just a financial thing. I mean, obviously I need him way more spiritually than I needed him financially. Yeah. And it's not about his hand that I'm all that interested as much as I'm interested in his heart, I'm sure like you, that 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 those are the things. But when we experience him, you know, what does that feel like? Yeah. Because for me, is I've watched this over the years with the Jesus labor love, right? Absolutely, yeah. The, the, the pure bravery, the pure you know humility of saying, "Hey, I can't get my car fixed. I need yeah. to get it work. I want it, I want to take care of my kids." And and you get a chance to share that. And that takes a lot of courage. It really does. And so, is there one of those that sticks out for you, Scott, in the last couple of weeks that you just thought, "Man, this is hard." Uh, well, not in particularly, but. When you brought up your situation, it reminded me of something I went through about 11 years ago when I was in between jobs at, I think, between Baptist and Novant. And, and I didn't really share what I was going through with anybody except in my small group. And I got a call one day, I guess from somebody at the church office, and they said there was an envelope for me at the Welcome Center to come get it. And I, I thought, well, it must be a card or something or, or a book or, or something. They want me to sign up for or teach or something. And so I said, well, I'll, I'll be up there Wednesday because that's when our small group meets. And I could not believe it. I opened that envelope, and there were five $100 bills. And at the time, my gas bill, I think, had already been cut off. I was heating by other means. <laughs> but I was staying warm. I had some, some of those real nice radiator-type heaters so I wasn't really worried about that, but I just hit my knees. I couldn't believe it. And so I shared that with the people in our group that evening, and I never did find out who put it there. I guess it doesn't matter. But I. Well, we know who put it there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. And that was the point of the person that, that did it anonymously, right? I mean, Absolutely. they wanted you to know this didn't come from, this is. You know, the whole idea of the letter Dalit, since we're talking Hebrew, is that it's the, it, 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 it is the poor person, the, the gimel, that is running after the poor person to give them back what's been stolen. Mm. Right? And so right. God gives us all these resources to steward to some whatever reason. And we got to do, you know, whatever he has in mind. His vision is to give back. And so to some extent, I don't know how it all works. He does. But essentially... God knew that that had been stolen from you somehow and that this was something that you needed. Um, 
and and away he goes. I mean, I just absolutely a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, and but as a result, right? It's amazing how when we get ourselves in these situations, <laughs> how broken we feel. Right. How our soul just cries out, like, how could I be so so inept? How could I be so unable to take care of myself? How could I be so, you know, and those are hard things to, to, to do. And, and so, again, I, you know, is when it comes to cars, I've, I've told people for years, and, and I remember I did a number of shows when we first started this, uh, Christian Car Guy, on be very careful who you co-sign for. Exactly. <laughs> because this idea of co-signing, um, carries huge ramifications. I can't tell you how many people's credits. I, you know, I can remember when I was in the car business, it'd been destroyed because they co-signed for somebody. That, Usually family. That, that, that wasn't able to pay. But here's the deal. If you want to do it, and I think you should, okay? I'm not saying don't co-sign. I'm just saying if you're co-signing, you better be prepared to make all the payments. Absolutely. And take total responsibility. Right. Because if you're putting it there, you're saying, okay. It could sever that I'm relationship. Being, I'm being surety for this person. And, and so guess what? That's you. Yeah. That's your you deal. You have the right perspective. Um, so, yeah, it's okay to, it's, you know, in Robbie's book, I love it when I see people really co-signing for somebody. Because what are they really doing? They're being surety for yeah. their brother for good. Yeah. I mean, they're saying, I'll I'm going to take gonna, the bullet. I'm going to take the bullet. But when the bullet comes, you got, you know, <laughs> you know that's, better, that's part of the deal. Yeah. You know, it's. You better it's, have your shield of armor. It, it, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those things. So. You know, again, it's it's an interesting idea. This whole idea of surety, and it's it's all throughout the Bible. Very yeah. neat, very neat um, study. But we know who the ultimate cosigner yeah. is, and not only was he willing to take a lot more than a bullet, he, he took a crown of thorns. Sure did. He was stripped naked. I don't know if you've ever heard Corey Tin Boone talk about when they stripped him down, and she went into the concentration camp, and how humiliating she was. And her sister, who must have been quite a saint, said. You know, they stripped Jesus, and that gave her the strength to walk. To walk. And, and, and you think about that, that, man, he was <laughs> he is the ultimate co-signer. So I thank you for listening. I thank you for all the donations and all the things we do. The, thank you so much. Jesus, thank labor, love. All the and people. Thank you, Scott. And so remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, got it all done in 33 years, and, you know, Look into the ultimate co-signer today. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We listen to the Truth Network. Truthnetwork.com. This is a Love Language Minute with Dr. Gary Chapman. A listener writes, Gary, what's the proper way to confront someone if you suspect them of cheating? Well, first of all, I think you have to be honest, but you want to do it in a positive way. You want to say to them, honey, I hope you know that I really love you, and I'm having some feelings and some thoughts going through my mind. Maybe I'm wrong, but I have to ask the question, are you involved with someone else? You're just straightforward with it, but you do it in a kind way, not in an angry way, not with an angry voice, but with a lot of kindness, communicating to them that you love them. That's why you're confronting them. That's why you're sharing with them your thoughts. Keep in mind, your feelings and your thoughts may be wrong. And I think initially you have to accept what they say and then wait. If they say, no, 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 then you wait. Because if they are, it'll become obvious. For more help, 
go to 5lovelanguages.com. This is the Truth Network.